Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. everyone to the 64th episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. My name is Dylan Senpai, and with me is the Uncommon Rider, Sean. Hey. Hey, the, the stupid awesome analyst, John. Hello. And a hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Hello. And also joining us for this episode is Nerdy Show's community manager, Trench. Woo! Yo! Somehow he sneaked his way in here. He's actually spying on us, so he can report back to Cap and say, Yo, guys, we gotta get him, get rid of these guys. <laughs> no more. No more. No more. Nope. You, you've caught on to my nefarious plots. Yes. Oh, All right. we're, we're pretty smart. We're actually pretty smart. But, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll, let, we'll let it slide this time. That's something pretty smart people never say. <laughs> and here's the thing. I said plots. They are numerous and varied. You've only caught on to one so far. So. Oh, boy. Watch yourselves. Yes. We're doomed. Trench is an Illuminati in him, within himself. Yes. So he's he's gonna take over the world. He's a one man secret society. <laughs> yeah, he, he's so secret that all other societies don't know he's a society. It's brilliant. I'm seeing some flaws in our logic. <laughs> well, at least you say that it's our logic, so we're sharing the flaws. No, there's no flaws. Remember, they're pretty smart. <laughs> And this is why I've been downgraded to guest host. <laughs> hey, did you guys see uh, Age of Ultron this weekend? Hell no. yes. Yeah. It was the only one who hasn't. It was the worst Voltron movie I ever saw. There was not a single robot lion in the entire movie. Good chat. <laughs> that's, and, and that's my anime joke. Good chat. <laughs> No, that movie was awesome. Man. Yeah, I, th- I actually thought Age of Ultron was much better than the first one easily. It fixed all, oh, the, f- yeah. it fixed all the flaws that the first one had, Yeah, which was not caring about the lesser characters, a.k.a. Black Widow and, and, and Hawkeye, Hawkeye, which yeah. they were awesome characters. In yeah, so like, yeah, Age of that movie. Yeah, they like they, oh, yeah, came, they, did. they came back from that first one, that first you know like oh they're trying to make me care but I don't, and then like in this one I was just like oh thank you, yeah, like, thank you very much for fixing that. At the yeah. end of the movie, you're just like all oh, the feels just hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
not really, because it was kind of ruined by the girl. There was a row of girls who were sitting in front of us that whenever Chris Hemsworth showed up, they went, oh. And then um, whenever anything happened between Bruce Banner and Scarlett Johansson, and that's weird, I used one actor <laughs> name and one character name. Um, <laughs> she was uh, also they, a na- I mean, you can say Black Widow. Yeah, know. Black Widow. They, they were just going, yeah! <laughs> like making that sound, you know, wow. that you'd never want to hear. So you sat with a bunch of xenomorphs? (laughs) Let's talk about animorphs instead. (laughs) Yeah, there actually were xenomorphs, Sean, so that's very culturally insensitive. Um, I I actually got to take back what I've said uh, in the past, too. I actually got to change my position on what I think of Scarlett Johansson now, because... Are you finally on board? Well, not that... Wait a second. (laughs) Not that I I really enjoy the character of Black Widow so much, like, still, but I really, really just like Scarlett Johansson. I've seen seen all the promotional stuff that she's been a part of since Age of Ultron's been coming out, and how just so adorable she is in real life. Yeah, like, as, like, an actor, like, what they make her as a character is never usually that bold or that that big but like in real life as her as a person she's just so cool and so adorable yeah so you're on board for ghost in a shell uh, i don't know well, <laughs> that is still up in the air yeah that's a little bit of a stretch <laughs> you guys are not gonna ahead of ourselves here <laughs> hey you know so this is probably the longest intro we've ever done and we still haven't even gotten to the news we spring the news bell news Let's do some news news <laughs> news Okay. Uh, it's the most disorganized booze bell yet. <laughs> I know, isn't it? It's, that's not what a bell sounds like. <laughs> so, first off, in, in media news, we actually got um, one of our associates in, in the anime media industry. Um, we met him, uh, Joshua. He is the CEO of the, the media outlet, Cosplayer Nation. We got to talk in with him at Anime Boston this year. And we got to talking about his documentary that he's working on that's all about the art of cosplay and the culture itself. And we were started talking about his documentary, and, and they released a 15-minute preview of the documentary on YouTube recently. And like, we'll, right after Anime Boss. Yeah, we'll put the link into the description for you guys uh, so that you can watch that. But he was gracious enough to send us the entire documentary as a previews, and we are happy to share our thoughts and give a little review of it. For you guys, it's actually really good. Uh, yeah. It it touched on so many different points of the culture of cosplay itself. Like, they got an interview with the Japanese writer who coined the phrase, uh, phrase cosplay, you know, or the, the, the word cosplay, which is, is pretty cool. You know, they talked about his article. Well, it was a really interesting thing, too, that the word cosplay, or cosplay actually started here in the United States. Yeah, in, like, the 1940s, there yeah. was, like, the first sci-fi convention ever, and there were two guys who went dressed up, and that was the very first cosplay ever. Yeah. He took notice and brought that idea back to Japan. And it exploded and flourished in Japan. Yeah. Sounds like anime. Yeah. <laughs> so it so it took on its life of its own because, you know, Japan really likes, you know, the outside cultural stuff that they kind of adapt. But they're also more of, you know, with the kabuki and stuff like that that they've always done, geishas. You know, they, reach, they touch on all these points that, you know, they're a very costume-friendly society to begin with. And, you know, it's something that they would embrace, you know, outright, which was really cool. And then they even get on to some... some 
you know, controversial stuff where they even yeah. they even interviewed at one point Yaya Han and her thoughts on what everybody thinks about heroes of cosplay yeah. on the sci-fi network which i thought was really bold yeah because as everybody knows there are not very many cosplayers that like the show heroes of cosplay yeah <laughs> it didn't do it didn't do very well for the image or at least that's what the community as a whole thinks and uh and they they got to that point where they talked about it which i thought was really cool so i mean if you want to check out the 15 minute preview it's uh, down in the description and if you want to find cosplayer nation at Anyone, uh, they, they do a lot of New England cons, but they also go to Anime Expo, and they go to... <laughs> Kauai Con in Hawaii? Yeah, they go... Like, they go everywhere. They go to, like, 50 cons a year. It's amazing. But they're looking to show this documentary at all these cons eventually. Yeah, you like, know, as so a that panel. They, as a panel. Uh, Kanatecon was the most recent one that I remember, um, but we'll put... If we have the chance, we'll, we'll be able to put some more description of it in, in, in our description. Um, so Cosplayer Nation is really good. You should check it out, um, especially if you like the culture of cosplay itself. Next up in uh, media news, I, I got a news piece that I saw. Pacific Rim 2 was pushed back till August 2017. Well, are you surprised? Uh... No, I, I am surprised because now that uh, Silent Hills is canceled, Guillermo del Toro has a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, that's going to come up later. <laughs> we'll probably have a whole discussion on how disappointed we are about that. Yeah, yeah. he might yeah. be mourning for a while. <laughs> yeah, he's just oh. So wait, was there any news as to why he stepped away, or are they still all hush hush about that? No, oh, no one knows Island what's Hills? going on at Konami. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. I, I see. Well, okay. You know what? Let's just talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing that, oh, that no. I was concerned about. This was the thing that I was concerned about when we first brought up that Kojima was leaving Konami. Yeah. I said, what's going to happen to Silent Hills? And you guys were like, oh, it's probably going to be fine. And it wasn't. Well, that was that was my, like, my spirit power that I was giving to Goku. Like, hopefully, hoping that Guillermo del Toro would collect it and be like, no, it's gonna, he's, they're right. It's going to be fine. But it, it, that just didn't work. No. Guillermo you, del Toro You wasted all of that life energy. Yeah. <laughs> didn't I, though? Yeah, his spirit bomb did not. <laughs> yeah, Guillermo del Toro's spirit bomb. Ah. Uh, I can see that happening. <laughs> but that's Missed. just it. Like, <laughs> Kojima, like, Kojima leaving was is a really big deal, and I think it's going to really, really hurt. Yeah, Konami, Konami as is going to be hurt. Yeah, it's been like a weird trend with uh, several of these Japanese companies. Like, um, I forget all the names associated with the projects, but even at Konami, the guy who was like the brainchild of Castlevania left a while ago, and that's like killed Castlevania pretty much. The same thing with um uh whoever I forget his name now. Whoever um was in charge of Team Eco leaving Last Guardian. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um mm-hmm. the same thing with uh, was it Inafune and Mega Man at Capcom. Yep. Oh it's so it's <coughs> it's but they're all breaking they're all breaking off so that they can all go make their own independent companies. Yeah, that's the I, thing. It's it's probably not a bad thing for Kojima, but it's probably going to be a bad thing for Konami if, you know, uh, older <laughs> trends are, fails. you know, going to continue. <sighs> yeah. If the next Tekken game fails, Konami's done. <laughs> yeah, once uh, That's all they got. Yeah, once he leaves, once the director of Tekken leaves, unless they're... they make another side-scrolling Ninja Turtles game, which I would be totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, you mentioned Mega Man. Speaking of which, that's another thing that was just delayed. It was pushed back to 2017, the Mighty Number no. 9. The hard copy release version of it. 
is going to be pushed back to to 2017. So uh, so Mega Man dude is is also running into delays. And what else? And Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, and Ghost <laughs> in the Shell, like like everything. Wait, the game? No, um, uh, the movie. Oh, better not be the game. Oh. That game looks freaking awesome. Thank you, thank you. Have you guys <laughs> talked about the Robotech movie? No, no. Go have ahead. You not heard about this? I have not heard. Uh, I don't think so. What's the word? Uh, James Wan, the guy that directed Furious 7 and Saw, is in talks to do Robotech. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's such a weird mix. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Furious 7, it makes sense to me, of course, you know, but... but Saw? As long as it's not Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sean. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> sorry, I, I forgot. No, I, in this particular instance, I would agree. I don't think Michael Bay is the right person. Woody <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Woody, Woody Allen's Robotech. Terry oh. Gilliam's Robotech. I want more Robotech, anything, because uh-huh. I love Robotech. But Sony is the studio behind this, and a lot of the things that Sony is doing with other projects makes me really fucking nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Sony, Sony is that studio that is just waiting to go under. <laughs> See, which is weird because Sony makes great anything except for movies. Yeah. It seems. I mean, I mean, they've had good movies, but I'm not. I'm not saying they make bad movies. I'm just no, saying they like, make they're... terrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> what is Sean? What is your worst Sony movie that you've ever seen? Any of the Spider Mans? Oh, I uh, like the first Spider Man. No, stop it! You're wrong. No, <laughs> it is terrible. Uh, and specifically, I'm talking about the Tobey Maguire ones. Um, oh, oh, oh Tobey Maguire. Yeah, because uh, uh, you like the, the Andrew. G- G- you like the Andrew Garfield ones better? I yes. did. I did. I like them a lot more. Yeah, okay. I like, they're way better. I, I like Andrew Garfield's. I no, I agree with you. I just I, I've heard that I, it, I felt like popular opinion was that people like Tobey Maguire's better, but maybe I'm just talking the to the wrong are people. Allowed to be wrong. Like, they, <laughs> That's I mean, right. Uh, the, the, that just proves that people are are cinematically or literate. Like it just they don't understand what a good movie is. That they just like spectacle, and that's wrong. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, my God. After being the Michael Bay proponent for so long. (laughs) He has a place in cinema. It's just not everywhere. There's a a lot of flaunting opinion as fact in this episode so far. And that's... uh, We we approve. We absolutely Uh, approve. Don't ask us to cite our references. (laughs) I am completely opinionated, but it doesn't matter. I state everything I know as fact. (laughs) I'm sorry. And if you've never gotten the chance to, Trench, you get to do it now on this show. So so do it up. Hey, I always back up all of my opinions with references. (laughs) With the internet. As long as you sound confident in your answer, no one's going to know the difference. Exactly. Have I ever not sounded confident? Politics 101. (laughs) Yeah, right. And say it louder than the other guy. I also do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the, I just thought it was interesting. I think James Wan does a good job handling people. So the, I think uh, the intricate relations of like the the human aspect of Robotech, he do really well with. But I, I do want to see. I just want to see a Robotech movie. Really that would be do. really cool. Yeah, absolutely, it'd be cool. Uh, Trench, you had some stuff. right? Yeah, you had you had news, Trench. So, did you guys hear about uh, Dragon Ball Super, the new Dragon Ball? Yes, anime? Oh, yes, we indeed we did. Yes. We were gonna talk. Yeah, what, uh, what, what do you got for that? I, I, I really don't know anything about it. Uh, it's like the, the only, only anime they don't watch coming out in July. <laughs> that it's taking place after uh, Z, and that they're gonna have an enemy that's supposed to be stronger than Boo and Frieza. 
I'm shocked. I hope it's I'm a... kind of and I'm kind of curious as to whether or not they're just ignoring GT or Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah. They've stated they are. I was going to say I hope it's another GT. You can't ignore the Grand Tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I've the the only thing that I've heard about Super so far is like please like the fact that we got Sailor Moon Crystal as the remake and everybody's popular opinion of that is that it's not good. Um that people are like, oh, it's like another remake that they're doing. I hope that they really don't screw it up in today's day and age of anime. <laughs> but I, I believe that this will, like, I, I really don't have any interest in catching up or, or watching Dragon Ball Z unless I watch Kai. I kind of want to watch Kai. But if Super starts, I'll, I have no problem watching Super. Yeah. All you gotta know is that there were fights in the first one, and they won, except for Yamcha. <laughs> Yamcha always loses. Now, um, now, is this, um, did they say anything about the Battle of the Gods movie? Like, if it's gonna be after the events of Battle of the Gods, so uh, Goku can go in god mode in this series? Uh, this article I've got doesn't say anything about that. Spoiler alert, Goku goes in the god mode. <laughs> That's what the whole movie was about! <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, it says it does say take place after uh, Resurrection F. Oh, so the new ooh. Frieza movie that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, so that's the one that's coming hmm. out. Yeah. So yeah, I would say yes. I wonder if he goes into God mode to fight Frieza. That'd be oh. crazy. Well, wouldn't that be funny if he did and Frieza was just a pushover? Because they had so much trouble with him in the original Dragon Ball Z series that like he goes into God mode just like, eh. Well, it's kind of like when you you know like when you turn off an MMO and like but the game keeps playing so everybody gets stronger. You you go back to the MMO in like two years, it's just like you're still level twelve and everybody's like I'm level fifty and that's what Frieza is. He's just like I was just regenerating. Oh no, everybody's stronger. <laughs> so the entire extent of my knowledge of Dragon Ball Z comes entirely from DBZ abridged. <laughs> that's close that's enough. Okay, that is acceptable. Yeah, I was about to say it's like I'm actually kind of excited about this because. I know what's going on. <laughs> and my version of DBZ was way more entertaining than y'all's was. <laughs> There's a lot less waiting. Yeah. It's uh. much better paced. <laughs> and if you haven't watched Helsinki Bridge, you should. Uh, no, Helsinki Bridge was terrible. Yeah, it's bad. What? <laughs> yeah. We've, we've discussed this before, man. Uh, okay, okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Again, you're wrong, but that's... that's no. Okay, I mean, I'm going to have to join him on this one. That's that's pretty good stuff right there. No. That is, that this is, is some our show, humor. and our opinion trumps all your wrong opinions. <laughs> I'm going to invent a way to punch you through the, tel- through the internet. And then I'm going to make millions because everybody else will want to use it, too. <laughs> you also get sued, probably. Uh, I, say, I don't even have to work that hard. I just have to wait until they come down in June. <laughs> yeah. well, I can do the same thing. But you have to drive. You have to drive. I don't think we've talked about this before because I just recently saw this, that they're doing an American version of a Death Note movie. Yes. That's, I just that's heard right. about this as well. That's been That's been in development for like... Ten years. Yeah, but they. Yeah, but they just like recently started like talking about it again. Is I think Efron's still gonna be white. No, I think the news now is that they have a director attached now, which is uh, Adam Wingard. Wingard, yeah. Yeah, who directed? I haven't seen any of his movies, but um, he directed The Guest and You're Next, along with several other horror films. And we were talking about before how you guys hate VHS three. Yeah. Well, he worked on just the first two, and he didn't work on the third one. 
okay. Yeah. All right, cool. cool. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, VHS 3, like, they broke their own formula. Like, the first two were really cool, and then number three, they were just like, let's do it wrong! And then, like, they storyboarded it out, and then it was like, yeah, put it into production! That's what it felt like. <clears throat> okay, two questions real quick. Um, one, are these VHSs on, like, Netflix or something? Yes, they're all on Netflix. They're on VHS. Okay, I'll have to check them out. The first two are horrifying, or some of them are. Yeah, not all. The, not all the movies are are scary, but like there's like at least one in yeah. each one that's like horrifying. Yeah, there's at least one that gets you. Okay, it's really cool. I, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. I'm kind of curious. The second thing is, is I would love to see David Fincher do. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Death Note. Yeah, I feel like it's right in his wheelhouse. Yeah, and like I I feel like this is the time you get a cerebral director. Yeah, that's I, I would like that because yeah, David Fincher works really well with psychology. But I but is he like an anime? Like, does he know his, his okay. source material? No, no, he's probably matter. too expensive. He know, is yeah, well, he honestly. probably is. But here's the thing: is if you look at his camera work and how he sets everything up, he has a very dispossessed camera. He doesn't like doing handheld at all. Yeah, um, and he likes locking it down, and he gives us this weird like omnipresence feeling to all of his work. Uh, and you've. I've, You've watched every frame of painting, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, I love every frame. Link, but yeah. I noticed this before that. Yeah. yeah, all Jackie of them, all them are great. great. Yeah, yeah well, but great. David Fincher specifically, I've always been a big fan of. So Seven is a terrifying movie. Oh, yeah. I love hey, Seven. Everybody, link in the description for every frame of painting of David Fincher. <laughs> yeah, Tony and is why amazing. he is the best choice for Death Note. <laughs> But what do you guys think of, like, an American Death Note? Because I personally feel like that's actually a pretty okay anime to make, like, an American version of. Because there wasn't... Yes. It, like, the story can translate easily to, I think, any... Culture. Cult, yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I would go see it. Because I'm not, I'm not the biggest Death Note fan as far as the anime goes. Um, you know, I saw, I saw the first time I saw it was great, but I would never watch it again. Because, I mean, you can't go back and be like, this is my favorite episode of Death Note. Oh, they're talking the whole time. That, and, that, was, that was always my thing about Death Note, is I think it works way better as a movie. Yeah, um, exactly. You get, to, you get to compress the pacing a lot more, yeah. and you actually get to build suspense through something other than freaking waiting. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but how are you I'm supposed just... to know how smart they are if you don't see a wall of text? <laughs> yeah, well... Because, have you, uh, have you watched Sherlock? Or get that director? See... Jeez. See, because um, I actually, there was at one point when I was watching Death Note, like, when I was going through Death Note, um, I watched it a little bit in Japanese first, and then they announced that it was coming to America, so I, I decided to uh, watch it in America, and then I couldn't wait week to week, because every episode was just talking, so I went, decided to go to the manga, and that was a mistake, because the manga is, it's, there's it's like, the same. Yeah, the words like, have won. Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, there's so much text in one bubble that they leave room so that they can draw a little picture of light in what he's explaining down in this, uh, with the entire speech bubble taken. I told you, as a comic book author, that book was like my victory. Yeah. It's like, ha! There's no room for art. You suck. (laughs) So, um... So uh, so I, I ended up going back to watching it in Japanese and finishing it in Japanese. So I went full circle on Death Note. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then after I watched it, I was just like, I can't watch it again. I know, because I mean, it's a mystery anime. And after you watch a mystery and the mystery is solved, like, what are you going to go watch? Like, you can't watch it again. Yeah, I can't watch episodes of Conan until like years after the fact where I'm like, I don't remember how he solves this one. And I've had so much trouble getting back into Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. (laughs) 
And that, see, and that's the whole point is like you need to make it a suspense thriller and not a mystery. Yeah. And and that's done through direction, not through story. Yeah. Almost right. like like the series Monster, which Guillermo del Toro is doing. Yeah. <laughs> which he doesn't yeah. have to do Silent Hills anymore. Why? When is Monster coming out? <laughs> del Toro. We deserve answers. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. I heard you tapping on the table, too. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a very emphatic speaker. <laughs> One more um, quick fact about um, Adam Wingard is that he graduated from Full Sail University in 2002. No kidding. Really? Yeah. He's an alum from our college. <laughs> yeah, that's six, six years before we even started. Yeah. So the anime Terraformers is getting a live-action adaption. I'm not sure if we talked about this before on the show yet or not. We did. But, Ta- well, yeah. Takashi Miike. Yeah, we talked about how Takashi Miike, the king of gore and sp- arterial splatter films uh, from in Japan, is making it. Well, now the writer of, uh, of Gurren Lagann is on the project for the live-action adaption. Wow, oh I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, Gurren Lagann and Kill a Kill. He he <clears throat> he wrote the script for both Gurren Lagann and Kill a Kill. Takashi Miike is directing it. It's I I cannot I just, even process how excited I am. <laughs> I just I just have to say that writer nailed it out of the park. Two shows in a row. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um and not only that, but uh, they also announced the who's going to be playing uh, the character. Shak Shakichi Shakichi <laughs> in the in the who's like he's he's like one of the main characters who has like the goatee and he's like su- he's wicked cool like a great character they uh they announced that uh, Hideki Ito is playing him I've I've seen uh, Western Django that one was also done by Takashi Miike yeah I, I'm pretty sure this guy is a Takashi Miike actor and that's why it he... was it was an American Western done with an entire cast of Japanese people and it it was. It was pretty cool. I think it I saw that. It wasn't the best, but it was pretty cool. Did Tarantino produce that or like bring it to the states or something? Yes, yes okay. he did. Yeah, it was like it was one of those things Quentin Tarantino presents Takashi Miike's Western Django. So he's got a, he's got a pretty long track record. He uh, looks like he's his earliest movie was in uh, 1999. So uh, well, now he gets to be a bee. So he yeah, so <laughs> a wasp. Yeah, he's a wasp. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so cool. Uh, if you guys didn't see Terraformers, you have to. Because it's 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 amazing. It's really violent, and it's in it's in our hardcore anime panel. It's so violent. So we kind of went over my gaming news with Silent Hills being canceled, and we had a big discussion about that. And Konami, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> well, wow. Whoa! You just death knelled that thing, <laughs> yeah, didn't I? <laughs> and um, I have no strange news, which is the strangest of all. Well, we do have a little bit of strange news, do we? It's, I almost thought we were going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the strangest news we have. It, it rolls off of the strange news that we had last week with uh, Dylan presenting uh, the Chinese strippers at funerals. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, uh, <laughs> recap. China is putting strippers in funerals Yeah, so that, so that the families can get better luck with more people attending. Yep. Now... Uh, it's cool. really weird. Sorry to interrupt, but no, like, go ahead. I, I listened to the last week's or the previous episode earlier this morning. Prepare myself to you know familiarize myself with the format, all that kind of stuff. So you guys talk about that. Then one of my roommates starts watching uh, Blacklist, and the enemy of the week or whatever was a dude that was kidnapping girls and killing them to send them to China so that they could be the dead you know bride. You're kidding me! Oh my gosh! <laughs> no. What? Oh yeah. my goodness! Blacklist really is weird. taking notes from our show. Yeah, that's right. 
So branching off from that story that we talked about last week, literally the second we finished the recording, a new news article popped up saying Chinese government begs people to stop hiring strippers for for, for funerals. What do you think, if you were in this situation and you could no longer hire a stripper, what would you do to get people to come to your funeral? <laughs> oh. Well, well, you might have to set this up beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> shrimp burgers <laughs> Bunless shrimp burgers Bunless shrimp burgers Now we're doing it opposite Oh yeah Yeah that's right It was It was It was, it was shrimpless Shrimpless shrimp burgers It was bread It was bread <laughs> uh, Yeah that's it Free bread With extra butter There we go Oh that would bring All the boys to the yard for your, You for have your, a lot of Homeless for your, in for attendance For your grandma's funeral <laughs> You don't even have to get weird with it. You just have to have an open bar with a lot of booze. Yeah, no, that's pretty true. You know, you well, I mean, you could serve fresh air and and Chinese oh. people be like, yes, yes. Here's oh, some oxygen. I'm all over that. Whoa. That's really wrong. What? That was like that's where we draw the line. It's just like, oh, we're gonna ignore this giant smog cloud over China. Sorry. <laughs> You make one China smog joke and everybody's just like, whoa, this is not Detroit. It's all right. They don't listen to us. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. We've already alienated them. We've made sure to alienate them. What was it? Episode four? We just kept hammering it home. See, and I just made that Detroit joke and nobody was like, that's wrong. No. Like, everybody was just like, no, Detroit's okay. Like, you (laughs) can make fun of Detroit. Yeah. (laughs) Or Detroit's like, yeah, that's us. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit, America's Mad Max. <laughs> no, Dylan, that's L.A. They have no water. No, yeah, but they've got crazy cars in Detroit. <laughs> it's true. They they got all the they got the scrapyard cars. All those extra GM pieces. There. Yeah. So uh, that's as strange as it gets. Yes. Which means now it is time for our fetish of the week. Uh, it was oh, actually I thought pre- we go on to what you're watching. No, uh, that's after. Yeah, well, you you, you wait your turn. Don't start with me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Godzilla. Okay. So, um... So we actually have, uh... This is a literal fetish of the week. Yeah, because it's only a week long. Um, because it, it has to do with Golden Week in, um, in, in Japan. Get and your history caps on, because this is... This <laughs> actually gets pretty interesting. For those of you who don't know what Golden Week is, it is a extended week of... Like just back to back holidays. So the same the same way that we have the stretch of Thanksgiving into then, Christmas, into Christmas, into New Year's, and everybody takes a lot of vacation days off. Well, that's what this week is in Japan. Uh, except because the Japanese people are so efficient, they never take time off of work. Yeah, so there's so they always just sit and work stuck while they miss their April to May vacation. Yeah, and uh, and and a lot of them like don't feel like. Uh, there's been a weird thing where, you know, the government has been mandating that you take time off of work because that's why Japanese people die so early is because they just work themselves into the ground. They literally work themselves to death. So, so uh, here's a little fetish of the week uh, for the people who are skipping their golden week and staying at work. Uh, Japanese women have been doing a trend where they just take a picture of their legs. Like, uh, they take a picture of their legs, post it on Twitter, and... Like tweet it to uh, working through your golden week, that like is- to it to encourage businessmen who are you know upset about working through their golden week. Do that is so my fetish. <laughs> so 
Yeah, that's literally all it is. If you look up the hashtag on Twitter, uh, what what is the hashtag? The literal hashtag is hashtag show leg to show support for salarymen. Jeez, can't we like breathe the hashtag? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't Twitter have, works, you don't have man. room for an actual post on Twitter. No, you, you don't have room for a message that takes up all 144 characters. But uh, yeah, so you just get you t- you take a picture of your or ladies. You take a picture of your legs, just sitting down. And yeah, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing filthy. Actually, it could be because we have we on the article that we found on Rocket News. It says this is the less not safe for work version. So if you actually go to Twitter and you put in that hashtag, there may be more not safe for work ones. And the hashtag that that's the translation. But of it's the hashtag, for work. How is it hash- not safe for work? They're at, <laughs> yeah. they're at work. It's, yeah, that's right. Well, the bosses are probably on vacation, so, you know. (laughs) So you're safe at work for Golden Week. Are you you going to Twitter right now? I'm going to Twitter, and I'm going to post, I'm going to... What was that long-ass hashtag again? Yeah. Yeah. Here, um, I'll uh, go to the... Wow, this, uh, yeah, this... What? Woof. (laughs) 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 That's somebody's dog. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, now, there... There's a, there's women who work out there too. So like there's there's no hashtag version for the ladies out there. Uh and th- this is what the article was saying. What is that? Those are Resident Evil characters that are mostly leg or mostly Resident Evil monsters is yeah. what I should say. So so the call in the article was to was was for the gentlemen out there to to post something for the ladies who are working. So we're going to start that trend we're call, calling you to start the trend now. I, I don't think anybody wants to see anything on me. So maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. This seems like a pretty popular tag. We could probably get some really good notoriety by by posting our wicked do, anime. Do we want that notoriety? <laughs> hmm, Super maybe. sexy elbows for hardworking ladies. <laughs> we, <laughs> hashtag. See, we, see, we but do, we have to make we, it longer than that somehow. We do have our own uh, our own Japanese followers on our Twitter Eba girl. Oh yeah, yeah, Eba girl. We gotta find out what she likes, and then <laughs> and then she'll unfollow you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, just no, just no, just send her a message. Hey, what is, what is, what can I send you that it would be your favorite part of my body? Yeah, that, that's perfect. <laughs> that would go over. Wow, perfect. that that's would go just over like a restraining order waiting to happen. <laughs> no, it would be perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Just send it to a Japanese superhero, and uh, and you know. Nothing, nothing wrong will come out of it. Because technically, she's a robot. She doesn't have rights. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's, yeah. <laughs> Your equipment. <laughs> everyone just let that sit. That, yeah, everybody Alien just lets that one go. We can talk about Detroit. Chinese man. robots. <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, no, we're, no we're, robots are ever going to listen to our show. What are we again. doing? <laughs> Maybe that's good. That'll get rid of all the spam bots. Oh, she's show. holding a recorder. <laughs> Oh, is that the bathing suit one? Yeah. That one was awesome. (laughs) And that Uh, was Japan's finish of the week! Yeah, we should get back to recording. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to what we're watching. I've been watching some new stuff that, like, along with the new stuff that I've been watching this season, I have watched some new shows, and the newest one that started after we recorded last week's episode was Studio Trigger's new show... Ninja Slayer. Yep. Which, okay, if you guys haven't seen Inferno Cop, which was the first project that Studio Trigger ever did alone, if it's if if you love 
Adult Swim shows, you will love both Inferno Cup and Ninja Slayer. It's that flash animation, paper cutout sort of style. And what they did for for Ninja Slayer, though, was they, they have all their dialogues and certain scenes set up to emulate that that Adult Swim paper cutout style that is really popular with the William Street guys. And um, then they take these scenes when the action scenes start you really see studio trigger thrive you know you get your your Gurren Lagan kill la kill to mention those two things again those quality style action scenes whenever the ninja slayer starts fighting ninjas it's really ridiculous it's probably like if you look at the show from an outside point it's like this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen and it really is but that <laughs> is the brilliance of studio trigger I love Studio Trigger. Watch Ninja Slayer. You can at least watch the first two episodes on Funimation for free. Who's next? I just uh, tried watching a few more episodes of Triage X, and I'm, I'll probably talk about that later for our topic today, because I'm probably not going nice. to continue watching it. No, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it, then at the same. Just, I, can... I don't like any of the characters, really. None of them are that like interesting to me, and I don't really understand what motivates... A lot of them. Um, well, I, I know what motivates them. If you want me to explain, it's because well, it's it's not great, but like well, no, yeah, you're on the same you're on the same boat as Dylan, where you're just like it's just getting worse. My episode, my my liking for the show peaked at episode two, and now it's roller coastering down. Yeah, and then also the fact that it's all of the violence and fan service is just covered by huge, blatant like white or black clouds at this yeah. point. I know. There's a Blu-ray release to find it. Find there's, out what it there's like. so many. There's so many scenes that are either in a shower or in a uh, in an onsen of any kind, and there is so much white steam covering everything. You might as well just make the whole scene white. It doesn't yeah. even make and a difference. In the, I think it was the first episode that the censoring actually hurt one of the scenes. I thought because I read the a couple uh, issues of the manga and. Um, in the first episode, uh, it's they're in a shower, of course, you know, a, a guy and a girl, and it's the first time that uh, the the female sees the male, I don't remember what the male character's name is. That's how much just, I like. Just it. just go with female and male. It's female fine. and male, yeah. She she sees uh, him without a shirt off or, and well, no clothes on, and he's just covered in scars because he's basically like a Frankenstein put together with like parts of a, a, a friend of his. But, like, in the show, you don't see any of that. All you see is his head and then a white cloud underneath him and then her reaction, like, ah. <laughs> yeah. So, you, like, you don't I get the be... impact of, like, oh, this guy is, like, he's been, really yeah, up. he's been through some stuff. You can just tell by the way he's so dark and brooding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all you have to go on, really. Yeah. You should have just said his name was Daisuke. That's probably close enough. I'm pretty probably sure it does start is. with a D. <laughs> but I'm probably not gonna continue watching that. I'm I'm actually probably not either. <laughs> Just read the manga online. Last, for free. last week I said it was one of my favorites, and now and now I've completely <laughs> dropped that. I've watched up to episode four, and I was like, man, this isn't going anywhere. And now um, my favorite has actually turned into Food Wars, which was the the cooking show, which is a complete and total food porn. It's amazing. You should watch it. You should watch Food Wars because it's so it's it's awesome. Again, there's fan service in it, but it's hilarious fan service. Yeah. See, I like I it when Senpai is where it's at. And is he the guy with the apron? Is that he? Yeah, he's the dude with the apron. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar. 
he's just like this really he's basically an Orin High School host club character in this in in this show that is not that. And <laughs> there are these moments where he's cooking and suddenly he's just wearing the apron. <laughs> like he's got like yeah. He's got like a pedo bear type like bear face on the front of it too. Yeah, that's awesome. He's really funny. And like the first time you meet the character, he go he goes to get the main character. He's like, "Hey, we're having a party," but he says it like by lifting a tile up in his ceiling and peeking out through the tile. <laughs> uh, one of the shows that I'm watching this uh, new season uh, stuff is Etotama. Oh yeah, and that is uh, this this year's uh, coined cat girl anime. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of uh. course. Uh, one, it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. It's about um, Chinese zodiacs, uh, and so like all, it's like the personification, the ana- animalizations, you the know, ton, the moitans, the moitans of these Chinese zodiacs, and how the cat has never had a a zodiac. a zodiac, and so she's kind, of, and it's about the whole battle system and how they all work their way in to become a zodiac of the year, um, <laughs> and so. It's all adorable. It's it's like a destructive force of cuteness. That is what the show is. And then episode uh, at the end of episode three, it was just like, whoa, that was a dark turn. <laughs> like it just like it just all of a sudden it just goes way dark. Cool. I haven't watched episode four quite yet, but I'm going to. Um, well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, it was great. Um, but I've also kind of noticed that this season, um, this spring season of anime, is the spring season of the Cat Girl. Is it's, it really? Yeah, because like um, I haven't seen a single one. No, Edotama has cat girls in it. Uh, Don Machi, which is uh, is it okay to pick, uh, try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Which yeah. is a great show. Yeah, uh, it has cat girls in it. Um, and then some third one that I've been watching. Has some third. third one to push my argument. Yeah, because <laughs> of rules but, of three, you know. But I've seen cat girls everywhere this season. And I'm like, I'm way happy about that. I don't care what anybody thinks. That's great. It turns out Andrew's <laughs> just hallucinating. <laughs> Um, yeah, this actually isn't real. You're you've been in a coma for the past fourteen years. Wake up, and we're Andrew! To wake, you up. Yeah. wake up! Don't wake me up! Don't wake me up! Um, and then I have another thing to talk about, uh, which is what Trench touched on uh, before in the news. Um, so uh, everybody else finish, and we'll talk about naked dudes and aprons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so everybody else, that. go ahead, and then uh, and then I'll talk about that one. Uh, I'm also watching Food Wars. Um, Great. Started watching Seraph of the End, which is kind of like a post-apocalyptic. Uh, humans are contracting with demons to fight vampires, kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds really British. <laughs> that really um, watching uh, Ultimate <laughs> Otaku Teacher. I've heard is, that's really good. Just, oh, I, I read the 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 manga first, so I'm you know just watching the anime just to see how that goes, and I like it. It's really funny. Good. And then uh, my youth romantic comedy is wrong as I expected is the other one. I heard about that one, but I don't know anything about it. This guy, it's a high school student, and he doesn't have any friends. He gets basically strong-armed into joining a club by his teacher because his teacher is worried about him. And it's the club's purpose is to just like help people out with their problems. Mm-hmm. And the way he ends up helping people out with their problems is he basically does some kind of like twisted, you know, thing that makes everybody hate him, but it fixes the problem for everybody else. <laughs> it's the, that was the first season, and the second season is kind of focusing on everybody else kind of taking interest in him and trying to correct his tendency to, you know, take all of the blame. And make everybody hate him. Huh. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah. How they turn it around like that. That's that's a really good idea, though. Yeah, it does. I'm interested. I'll say, I'll yeah, that it. sounds cool. Uh, I, I am finishing up Sword Art Online 2. Cool. Currently. I still need, um, I need, I still need, still need to start that show. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Yeah, I know, right? This, Hold on. No, 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 no. I don't think I... It's the new spirited way for stuff. you. Yeah, yeah right. I'm just gonna... Uh, let me let me try that again. What? <laughs> I said, I still need to start that show, Sean. Wake I up. just didn't think I conveyed enough disgust in there. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I want to watch it. It's, it's right up your alley. I have time. no other... Like, it's great. The action is fantastic it's got a really dark storyline <laughs> i know um, 100% yeah, any... less tentacles uh no tentacles that i've been aware 100% of. less tentacles but 100% more cat girls ah. Ah. <laughs> uh, actually yeah the entire like second half of the show is cat there, yeah there's cat girls i know <laughs> i'm so excited yeah um i will i was like indifferent <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, what? There's laser swords? Hell yes. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, For me, it was kind of that whole, as long as they were in the VR MMO, it was interesting. As soon as they stopped focusing on that, it was not interesting. See, and I found that some of the like real world stuff, like when you start getting into the culture of Japan, was like really interesting. Especially all the stuff with Xion, uh, and and how they treat people that kill people over there, even in self-defense. Like, that's, it, it gets really messed up. See, uh... Well, that, no, that part of it was, you know, cool. I'm talking more about, like, the stuff that happens in the second half of the anime. Oh, like, oh. That season. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> I don't uh, want to go spoilers for you. Oh. I um, liked Asuna. I, I was glad that she finally got her own art. That was another thing that, I, that I'd like to add, though, is that one of the things that got me interested was just the character designs. Just, Shion's design... To me, it's just so great. Like it, even something like as simple as that would just be like, I need to watch it. I want to see what she's what she's all about. Well, yeah, I mean, it was literally designed for you, like <laughs> you as a person. That is your favorite kind of character. I can tell you. Oh, all I'm right. finally finishing yeah. up Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh yes, thirteen right. episodes are not on Netflix. I had to go find them. Yes, that, that, we got to do. That was going to be our next homework episode. Yeah. I think we got to do one real soon. Homework. I think most of us have Brother. seen it too. Yeah. 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 I can't even watch it with people. I get so excited. <laughs> that's good. And so uh, if that's everybody, uh, something that Trench uh, touched on in news that popped up was the, the whole Baruto thing that showed up. Oh, uh, yeah. Naruto Gaiden. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, And actually, one of our fans uh, sent us over a link to, you know, a manga reader online, a, a scanlations of the first issue. And so I read it. Uh, and uh, uh, what, what do you know as far as it goes, um, Trench, seeing that you were going to touch on it? No, I, yeah, I've read it. I've read the first chapter. Did you? Did you like it? I'm kind of... 
I was not really thrilled with the end of Naruto. I just felt like it was a lot of build-up for really kind of a mediocre, you know, resolution to everything. Uh-huh. And so I'm just kind of like reading it more just for it to for it to justify things to me, I guess. <laughs> Still looking for that satis- satisfaction. Yeah, pretty He's much. like, it can't end here. It can't end here. <laughs> I I don't know. For me, uh, I read I read the first issue and I really enjoyed it. And what it actually did for me was because I haven't I'm not caught up on Naruto, but I want to be. And I think that's what it's doing for me is the fact that I I'm jumping on to Naruto by starting to read Boruto. And now I kind of want to just be like, well, now I have to go uh, read Shippuden because I want to know what happens. Like, I want to know. And, uh, and my Naruto knowledge is, is broad enough that I know the basics and what happens and what goes on, uh, what the characters are like, who the characters are. I know who their children are. I know who the couples are who make these children, which is kind of, which is really interesting in some respects because some of the, some of the children character are re- or characters are really weird. Um, yeah, that was one of the things that I kind of, you know, didn't like was that they, like, some of the, the romantic, like, uh, the pairings were really weird to me, and yeah. The, yeah. the character designs of their children were just kind of like, what the hell is I this? think, and I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about Eno's uh, daughter, right? Like specific son, the one with Sai. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's, it's essentially, yeah, um, a, her name is uh, Chocho, right? I think it's Chocho. No, that's uh, Choji's daughter. Is it? Oh, okay. Um, then you're talking about two different people. Then we're talking about two different characters. They're not all the same, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so who is who is Choji's uh, wife then? We don't uh, know. Glitch and I couldn't just, figure it out. <laughs> just r- some random uh, shinobi from one of the other villages. Okay, because because she has because I, 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 I saw I know that Choji was talking to her and I was just like, well, that must be her dad. So that's how it kind of like went away from that. But she has like Inu's exact haircut, right? Well, we're talking <laughs> maybe <laughs> Inu cuts her hair. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, like, yeah, oh yeah, maybe Inu is her hairstylist. Yeah, Brad sent that to us. Yeah, uh, our our fan Brad was the one who uh, sent us over that. Uh, so thank you very much, Brad. Uh, I, I'm glad that you did that because I actually wasn't sure when it was going to start reading, you know, when I was going to be able to start reading it. So I'm glad I did. Now I have it bookmarked, so I'm going to start getting all the – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading it. And hopefully find out who Inu's daughter is. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, Inu was one of my favorite ninjas, uh, but a lot of the characters are my favorite ninjas. Uh, like because they, they, uh, they showed um, uh, Shikamaru in it, and Shikamaru was great. He showed up and he was like talking to Boruto. And uh, and Boruto was just like, okay, I gotta go. But like, Sh- Shikamaru was just like, no, you're not. And he already had his shadow connected to him. And he's just like, come on, man. Like, let me go. He's like, your dad is busy. Leave him alone. What like, I'm interested Shikamaru. to see in that series is what like the major conflict will end up being if they're yeah. gonna try and top what they did with Shippuden. Because I don't really want to spoil anything, but they like. They just kept having layers and layers of more powerful villains. Yeah, that mm, was kind terrible. of the other thing that I'm kind of like, how is this happening? Because <laughs> Naruto and Sasuke are basically god mode at this point. Yeah. So what kind of threat can they possibly present to yeah. warrant well, know, having oh, a continuation of the story? Maybe maybe they're going to kill them all, and then it's just like just going to leave the kids. That would be scary. Wouldn't that be so awful? <laughs> <laughs> um but but what the way that the first issue ended of uh, the Boruto thing was, it's really weird because Serata is more the main character at the moment, at least just for that first uh, right. issue. Yeah, 
because uh, she doesn't know who her dad is. She's never she's never met Sasuke. She knows who Sasuke is, but she's never met him. And <laughs> this like little comical thing happens where where she and uh, Sakura have a little bit of a, a tiff, and Sakura freaks out and smashes the ground and using her you know her crazy powered you know ninjutsu that she uh, uh, acquired and smashes the house to pieces. And that was kind of bizarre. But um, but Sarada's going through the smashed up house. And uh, and finds the picture of her dad and realizes that the picture's folded over, and there's another woman there. No, that yeah. was that was uh, Karin from his uh, Sasuke's evil team. Oh, is that what so it was? was okay. Yeah, so that was kind of her thing. Was she was like, oh, is this my real mom? Because she's like, oh, I don't look like exactly. Sakura, yeah, that... yeah, Sakura at all. See, that's what I gathered from it. Was um, yeah. I guess I, I guess I just don't have the Naruto knowledge to know that, but that was uh, but that helps. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm jumping on Naruto because of Boruto. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, well, the other thing that was what I was bringing that up about was that apparently because uh, that's actually a mini series, and it's apparently one of the first parts of like an uh, what is it called Naruto's new era opening project. Yeah. So apparently, there's more to come out of the Naruto franchise. So this is gonna be like the next JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, except way longer. <laughs> 500 episodes of Generation. So this is going to be an excellent segue if you guys want to do this. Okay. Well, I just haven't been talking because you guys have been talking about Naruto. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's directly relevant to today's Tabagachi. We actually have one more thing before we move on to the Tabagachi. Oh, I was going to do a great segue. I'm sorry, man. Uh, you can still that? do the segue. It just won't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because we have actually have a fan requested into the West. <laughs> so today's into the West was actually requested by our fan Scott, and the thing that he was asking for was that he was. <laughs> not done yet, is it? <laughs> oh, no. Is that, somebody's oh, got a horse. horse. It's a hungry horse. <laughs> he was saying that it was probably about time that <laughs> that we talked about regular show. And the reason that this, this was brought up was because the newest episode of regular show that came out was actually a half hour long episode instead of the regular 11 minutes that they usually do. Mm. And they did this episode that parodied all of 90s giant robot anime. And it, it, it was called Crisis Baby Duck or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like even the opening uh, the opening to regular show was an Evangelion parody. parody. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was really funny. <laughs> I need funny. to see this because I love 90s giant robot anime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of on board. Yeah, it, it's, it was really good. I watched the whole thing yeah, this morning. Yeah, it was morning. pretty funny. And... If I had to pick a favorite like subgenre of anime, that's right there. It would be '90s robot anime, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is physically impossible to make anymore. So you are out of luck, man. <laughs> I know, right? That's okay. I'm. I like '80s. Just anime. wait till 2090. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have. To, yeah, just wait a thousand years. It's fine. Yeah, it's no problem. A thousand years. Yeah, two, two thousand. No, yeah, no, that's a hundred years. <laughs> it's actually more like, uh, like. Uh, 75 years at this point? Right. But it's, it's since the 90s. Oh, so my bad Lord. at math. I'm so bad at math. Oh. 
Um, okay. Spiraled out of control and burned. <laughs> you introduced math! <laughs> um... So so we I watched this episode. It was, it was really funny. You guys watch regular show, right? Anybody? I, ha- I haven't seen it, seen it in a long I time, but I know of it. Yeah, so, but okay. So you know how crazy it is. I mean, you yeah. look at the characters, and you obviously see the show and say that's really weird. They they don't lose that flair for this episode because everything about it is just so completely ridiculous. It, it everything that happens in it is basically just like the animated segments of a Monty Python episode. <laughs> Uh, there are these toy producers who want to contract everybody at the park to make toys of them, and they say no, and so they bring in this giant mutant turkey to to destroy their park, and the turkey starts shooting missiles at them, and so the regular the two uh, Mordecai and Rigby bring in their their baby duck friends from from another episode, and they they're like Sentai heroes. And then they form a giant robot with them, and they take everybody else in the park to join uh, to form a giant robot with them to fight the the toy makers who bring in these geese, <laughs> who form a giant mecha geese, and they end up fighting. Like they keep they keep throwing in characters to to build their giant robots. Like the geese end up forming like they they crash into the moon and they take the moon to to make this really big robot. It's regular show. It's regular show. It's the same show from episode one yeah. to the end. But oh, there's there's so many funny things like Benson, the the gumball machine guy who runs the park. He he's like freaked out by everything that happens. He's he's basically the fourth wall of the entire episode. Where like they they all t- get their their mechs and they're they're all coming together to form the giant robot. And he's flying through like space and he's screaming. Ah! You know, everybody else is having a good time, but he's like, I don't understand. And then he forms into the robot, and he gets he gets put into this goo that puts him into a skin tight suit, and he's like <laughs> freaking out that he's wearing this skin tight suit. And then he gets into the main main control room, and they're telling him to do these attacks. He's like, I don't know what attack that is, and he's they're just like, you have one button at your control unit, press it. It's just like all that stuff was was so good. Yeah, JG Quintel knows what he's doing yeah. when it comes to making like parodies and just ridiculous action from the '90s. Like yeah. he's all about '90s humor. He's great. Yeah, it's Every, so funny. Everything JG Quintel does is is a is a throwback to the '90s, which nobody who watched Cartoon Network anymore or the new generation who watches Cartoon Network anymore would not even understand. Even jokes about like cut off jeans and mullets. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And that was Into the West. So, Sean, you had a great segue. Had? Yeah. yeah go ahead. I, I, I'll Speaking okay. of horses. <laughs> that horse just went on and on. Yeah, it's hungry. Um, so, the we're talking today about like things that turned us away from anime. Got us to almost quit almost and whatnot. Quit. Yep. And uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. The the thing that was that that almost got me to stop was the what wasn't anime itself. It was actually anime culture. And the reason this is relevant is no retards. <laughs> Though at the time it was when he well, decided that he was gonna quit. Yeah, right. No, I get. Yeah. It. No, I get it. But like, yeah. But all I'm saying <laughs> is it's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the same time, it's also gotten better. I feel that it's matured. Yeah. Like. This is becoming a much more matured culture. That's because the Naruto fans matured. 
They realized they were being jackasses they're not, and had to get jobs. They're yeah. not in middle school anymore. <laughs> they, they step back and let Hatalia take over and be like, all right, yeah. you guys can be stupid now. <laughs> the, the, I mean, my thing is, is I just, uh, I, I got to the point where I was just so burnt out with um, uh, liking anime for the sake of anime. And, and I, I couldn't do that. And it was actually um, uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, Miyazaki. Yeah, he uh, he you know said in an interview in the last few months he's like part of the reason he doesn't like anime is because it's done by fans, right? And it's like it's not an expression of storytelling anymore that they're doing it just for the sake of doing it. And I agree with him. I don't like anime just for the sake of anime. It needs to be a vehicle for a story. Yeah, and it actually my point for how I am, I'm like on the uh, teetering on the edge of anime it kind of relates to that so continue yeah this is interesting uh, yeah I was gonna say I, I totally agree with that because there's anime where it's like I really shouldn't watch this anime but the story is just I'm willing to overlook all of these other things that make me just want to not watch this yeah yeah except that that's a, that's something you should not do you know that's, <laughs> uh, if something isn't good then it's not good I don't know man there's, well then, then does that mean that I'm watching Ikitozen because I think it's good? Because, because I—that's something you have to answer yourself. Yeah, I'm not saying that you must look like, within. For, I mean, <laughs> I would say I mean that more like there's a trope that I, you know, I just can't stand that I'm willing to overlook that trope for you know the sake of this story. Or but whatever. see, I feel like we should be challenging those things. For instance, uh, one of my favorite new animes, um, uh, Psychopaths did not play the tropes it actually had fairly realistic characters yes as far as anime goes i mean there were still some tropish things but like the guy and the girl didn't get together uh it was more about the story it was definitely like designed to be a self-contained thing it wasn't like trying to start a franchise or anything yeah and and i liked it for that i really enjoyed it what was it uh full metal alchemist same thing jeez it's about the characters yep it's not about the you know like How cute can this be? I mean, that just drives me nuts. And I feel like that for probably the last five to six years has been what anime culture has been about. And I don't like it. And it turned me off from it. And especially being in the the convention circuit for a while there. Like just, you know, which is actually why I stopped talking on the show so much was because I had less to say. I was just, I wasn't watching anything. I wasn't, you know, that was where that went. Well, see, um, so this is a recent problem for you, too. Well, I'm getting back into anime now. Um, I'm finding things that I like. I'm being much more selective about what I watch. Uh, and I feel that that's a good thing. I don't need to devote my entire life to every single show that comes out. No, of course not. Yeah, um, I certainly don't. <laughs> But, but like, that was a problem I had in the past. was, like, I wanted to support the culture. Yeah. But then the culture went in a way I didn't like. And so I had to make a choice. And I did. And I'm okay with that. But, like, at the same time, like, I still want to be able to appreciate the art form for the sake of the art form. Right. So, like, for me, it was all about divesting the people that watch it from what we were actually watching. Yeah. I'm going to branch off of what you said. You guys know that... I am. I have a weakness for cute things, so cuteness does not affect how I watch anime at all. I I love everything, hardcore and crazy and violent and manly. Like you know, that's just my jam as far as anime goes. Uh, if it's coupled with a really cool story and really cool things to watch, but cuteness has you know. I I love the fact that they are successful in making things cute. 
Now, however, uh, the thing that really scares me away from anime is the themes of sex. Like, I, I understand that sex sells, but the fact that every single thing, uh, like, in, in a show has to do with sexual tension between two characters is really annoying. Or one character, or one male character and 10,000 other girls. Yeah, because, like, I don't, I don't want to care about a show that's telling me, like, hey, you should continue watching this because they are going to bang. Like, that is not my game. Like, that, in fact, that, like, really turns me off to, uh, to the show. And almost every single show has something to do with that. You know, like, some sort of weird tension between two or multiple characters. Even my favorite shows do it, you know? Mm. Or, or some of the re- my recent favorites, I should say. Not my old favorites. My old favorites are, like... Are, my, my old favorites are great. Um, <laughs> as, as are, because they didn't, they didn't have that. But, like, as far as that goes, like, sexualizing everything and actually making it about the physical act of sex, that bugs me. Like, I... Because I don't want to watch that. I don't care about that. Like, it, it almost downgrades the characters for me. Like, the value of the characters goes down when, it, when they theme that, that idea. And that is, that is, like, the main theme overarching that's, like, really making me be like, do I really want to keep watching these kinds of shows? So... Next, your guys, re- your guys' reasonings are way, way more in depth than mine is. Honestly, I, my, I got over this way early, because it, I actually did drop anime for a while. Anybody who has listened to every episode of our show has probably heard that that I've hated anime for a really long time. Uh, back when we watched Pokemon in fourth grade, that was great. You know, loved it. Loved Pokemon. Didn't know it was anime at the time. And then all of our anime friends who we were in elementary school with started getting into the anime culture as well. This kind of turns into what Sean was saying. Like, man, our anime friends were annoying in school sometimes <laughs> when, they talk, right? when they talked about their animus. And so, so we, you know, in order to connect with our friends, we tried the shows that they were watching. And guess what? It was Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. <laughs> and that kind of turned me off when I was eight. You know, like, I, I wasn't really looking to... You know, for and and one of the things about Dragon Ball Z too is when they would advertise it as like the greatest, the greatest action, action cartoon yeah. ever made, and they would play Dragon Ball Z uncut at at midnight on Adult Swim when when we were younger too, and we would you know stay up to watch it, and nothing happened. Yeah, and there was nothing <laughs> uncut about it. They maybe maybe they said hell once or something like that. It's like, but they're but they're not fighting and they're not punching each other. They're not bleeding. Like the whole point was that you're supposed to watch these characters bleed. Yeah, but they but they but none of that happened. Yeah, and see, and that was like part of my problem was my introduction to anime was really. Um, uh, Cowboy Bebop, yeah, lucky, and and Outlaw Star, lucky. So I had this like really high bar for anime for the longest time, <laughs> and un- instead of compromising, I just didn't watch bad anime. Yeah, and I didn't want to be a part of bad anime. This and- was, um, this was also like kind of an age though before we were old enough that we could go seek out our own. Yeah, stuff. I also started a lot later in life into anime. Like I was, well, I mean, my thing was always you know. Power Rangers. Yes. And so that was like my what I did as a kid was like Power Rangers. Yeah. And and so like that kind of carried me through I guess the same age that you would have been watching like Dragon Ball Z and everything. Mm-hmm. And and so I didn't get into actual like animated anime until till I was probably geez like almost 20. 
Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the thing, too, is that we we were into Power Rangers, too, when we were younger. There was actually a, a long stint where our parents wouldn't let us watch Power Rangers. Yeah, right, because it was too violent. We were, yeah. But we were... Uh, it's probably we were, for the best. We were way younger at that point. <laughs> no, though. no, I don't know about that. I can't remember when they let us I started. remember Power Rangers being really popular when we were in preschool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and everybody... And, it yeah, came out when I was in first grade. Yeah, people Yeah, people in preschool, like, the preschool teachers would be like, don't play Power Rangers, because that would in, involve, like, punching and kicking and stuff. Like, yeah, I yep. remember, and I did okay, it. I, I remember getting that, yeah, in grade school. Yeah, yeah. but the Power thing, Rangers at recess. The yep. thing of it is, though, is that because we grew up at that small age with Power Rangers, we suddenly outgrew it too fast. Like, when we... When we yeah. When, when we got to a certain age... Suddenly we were like, oh, that's all baby stuff. Yeah, so because like, only because it was on TV when we were little kids, you know? And so yeah. well it's because you get to that age where you get the too cool for school. Yeah, kind exactly. Of age. So so when you when it, like everybody was like, Oh, Pokemon, like why are you watching Pokemon? It wasn't until we became an adult being like, No, that's still pretty awesome. Yeah. I gotta buy me a Pokemon game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to echo some of that. The the because uh, I didn't get into anime until I was, you know, again like 20-ish, too. Mm-hmm. And that was because when I was a kid, we didn't really have cable very often. It was kind of sporadic when we did and didn't have it. And, exactly. Uh, so, it was basically me going back, and then, you know, okay, these were shows I liked as a kid. Let me, you know, find them, track them down, and watch them. And so I started out with that, and then after I finished the show, I might, you know, move on to the next one that I had, you know, missed out on, or whatever. And then I did quit anime for about a ten-month time period when I uh, deployed to Afghanistan, because... Didn't have internet, or you know, internet good enough to watch anime. Yeah. So I started reading manga because there had been anime that I had watched where you know the story ended way too quickly or whatever. The manga continued, so I started reading the manga, which made me get into manga more than anime. So now whenever I watch an anime, it's usually one that I've already read the manga for. Yeah. Or so I basically you know pre-screen my anime before I start it, I guess. <laughs> That's what a lot of people do. Like, a lot of fans do that. Like, if they read the manga, and then they become a fan of something, like, they're already like, you should watch the show because I read the manga. Like, that's a really popular thing to do. There's a huge, like, crowd in within the uh, fandom that does that. It's kind of like the Game of Thrones fans. Yes. Because, like, I've read the books, I'm like, you should watch the show. <laughs> I think for um, me, I'm, I would just, I'm probably more along the lines of what Sean said, where when I first started watching anime when I was a lot younger, the bar was so high with, like, so many great shows. And, like, nowadays, I don't want to watch an anime for the tropes. I want, to, I want like, a cool story with interesting characters. And I feel like a lot of anime might have one of those two things, but they a lot of times don't have both, or at least for me, personally. Yeah. And so, like, a, like, Triage X, oh. for example, like... If one of those things was elevated, like, if the reason why they were killing these people had, like, some bigger meaning that I found interesting, I might want to continue watching it. Or if the characters were more interesting or more relatable, I might want to continue watching it. But since both sort of waver for me, I just don't care about it, and I'm... But their boobs are so big. (laughs) I I have a... a We'll wait for the Blu-ray release to find out how big they are, though. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, two things for you, Dylan. One, um, let me ask you, is that why you like like slice-of-life animes? Because they tend to be much more character-driven? 
I actually don't like slice of life animes that oh, much. It just seems like you always that's what you were always watching. We we uh Jonathan and I or me specifically, uh I watch a lot of slice of life. The, like that's one of my favorite genres. The only one I can really think of that I really, really liked was Kids on the Slope. Yeah, that's oh, a great okay. one. Um and then side note, uh I thinking back, even before watching Cowboy Bebop, the thing that got me into anime was actually Daft Punk's Interstellar. Huh. <laughs> Interstellar five 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 five. Yeah, I just uh, watch out. I just, it's not well, the Nolan on, movie. <laughs> no, no, no. The uh, I remember seeing it on Adult Swim, and was like, "That is cool as hell." I had the exact same experience. I remember staying up till midnight and watching that with a See, lot of like gorillas videos and stuff. Yeah, wow. that was just like a mind blowing experience for me. <laughs> You know, I've uh, come across this. I, I actually recently mapped out what I view anime as, like as I view my anime and how I rate it. There's like a three to four year gap between <laughs> between shows that I I watch and say this is awesome. Like I I watched Fooly Cooly for the first time in 2008, and that became my favorite anime, and then. Good choice. <laughs> Four years later, it wasn't until I saw a Slice of Life, Nietzsche Joe. Yep. And then it was this year where something to that caliber showed up, which was Shirabako, which Dylan, I would I would suggest Shirabako to you yeah. because it's about the animation. Or it's about it's about the studio industry itself. Yeah. So you work in a studio, you're gonna get a lot of the jokes. And see, I uh, I, I just recently started watching Shirabako as well. I actually probably should have talked about about that and what, what I'm watching. But um, it's great. Like it's it doesn't hold your hands. Like it doesn't explain things to you like anime usually does. You're watching these animes and you do it. Yeah. But the the point that I'm making is that I think that me personally, I've pursued through all the garbage just to wait for that next three or four year stretch down the road where I'm gonna see a new show that I really like. Yeah, I think I I totally get that, and I think just as the older I get, the less I'm willing to do that to like sift through stuff to find that one thing that's going to be great. You know, three years from now, I just don't have the patience or time to do that as much. Right, but can't you do say that you do that same thing for movies too? You know, or or even video games. You play a lot of crappy video games and you pl- watch a lot of crappy movies before you I, find one. That's well, like, that's no, I don't play a lot of crappy video games because that's a much bigger uh, expense nowadays. But um, <laughs> uh, as far as movies go, that's a, a much smaller commitment. I mean, one movie is what, like three or four episodes of what an anime would be? Yeah, but even still, you watch three or four episodes before you drop something. So it's like watching one movie. Yeah, I know. I, I guess what I'm saying is it's just it's easier for me to like take a chance on a movie that's only going to take up you know a smaller chunk of my time than uh, uh an anime that would you know take up several hours yeah no i i get what you're saying yeah, it's, okay. yeah i mean i i i agree uh to a to a certain extent i guess i get what you're saying too but i'm just saying that if you watch a half hour or 22 minute episode of anime and say no i don't like this then you can stop watching it that's well, one I mean, that's one third of a movie well we're also media moguls. We also like made it our job to do that. Yeah, even because even still, when a, when a new season comes out, I only pick like four of them to watch. And even if I pick four of them, I probably only end up watching like three of them. Yeah, well, I've... this this season here of spring uh, was the one that I was waiting for. So this is the one that I'm watching the most shows out of. Yeah, I I pick six, and now I'm watching three. So yeah. you know, 
Yeah. So it happens. Um, drop them real quick. <laughs> yeah. You can drop them real quick because you, you, again, tropes. You find them real quick. Um, so, Trench, you uh, had mentioned something before we started that. So, we all discussed our overarching ideas of why uh, anime is bugging us and why we may ha- may or may not have left it, but you also mentioned individual shows. Like, what happened oh, yeah. in an individual show to us that made us just be like, I'm done, this show is not mine anymore. Nothing happened to DBZ. <laughs> <laughs> For me, like, one of my most, like, okay, as a general sense, I cannot stand... Uh, whiny adolescent male protagonist. Oh, I love you issues. for saying that. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't. I cannot fucking stand that. Me so for me, too. that ru- and I'm a huge mecha fan. That ruins so many Gundam series for me. <laughs> um, there's, oh, yeah, there's several of those. Yeah, there's a there's a new trend. We actually talked about this on a on a recent episode. Well, maybe not so new if it uh, it's been happening in Gundam forever. Yeah, it's true. So it's 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 actually a trend in anime. Um, but more recently, it's been happening more often, where you have this shonen anime. I mean, technically, Fist of the North Star kind of jumps is is balancing in between shonen and seinen. Uh, same with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, and those main characters have a certain feel to them, and I I personally like those feels. And so you have these other shonen animes uh, where I am totally on board with you, Trench, because. Uh, like uh, one of my favorite shows that I'm watching this season, Don Machi, how to uh, is it okay to pick up girls? To try to pick up girls in a yeah. dungeon. The main character is a bitch. Like it's just like he really <laughs> like I've read the manga. I haven't started the anime just because I'm like already watching like four or five, and just like oh, I'm not. I got too many. Yeah. And the anime, or I mean the manga. Sorry, he doesn't really come across like that yeah and it's more it, it, it more has to do with the acting i think yeah he like he's a character who wants to be strong but everybody just knows he's too weak yeah and and but i mean like then there's like the whole thing of like well okay here's this character uh he's he's weaker than than the rest of the people and then you know something happens to his main character uh, the the his the goddess and he wakes up and he just starts like crying uncontrollably like I'm so glad you're okay I don't want that for my male characters please yeah like cause that's... I, I prefer the main character when somebody gets up in the main character's face and tells them off and they and they and they slump away and go okay and then they go away and then maybe fight them later I don't like that at all I prefer my character somebody gets up in their face and tells them off they say shut up and punches them back like yeah, that's you. that's the character that I like yeah, yes. that's like like Ed from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Or I or, love that. Or Kamina, or, Kamina from Girl yeah, Like uh, he's, he's great. Any character from Terraformers. Yeah. Terraformers was like my perfect show. Like when Terraformers started playing, I was just like, I'm in love. Like this is this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. So it's good. Good it's example. A, and and then uh, I'm also like, again with Gundam. Gundam is like really formulaic. Uh, you know, so I, I'm so sick of the formula. So that's one of the reasons why I got really into uh, Build Fighters and Build Fighters Tries because it oh. completely ignored the formula. You know, I love totally Build Fighters. Its own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I really got into uh, Aldnoa Zero because it basically just took the Gundam formula and flipped it on its head. Aldnoa Zero was awesome. Like the strategy in it. Oh, oh yeah, man. <laughs> just players wrote that anime. <laughs> Anyone else have any examples of specific animes? Oh, I think I ju- I've just talked about Triage X enough because that's yeah. the, the freshest one on my brain. It's true. No, yeah, uh, I and I would absolutely agree because I'm actually I'm not 
I thought about starting Triage X, but now, like, you and Jonathan have already kind of sampled it for me. Like, I'm just like, all right, I don't... I don't... I, I'd read the manga if, if I had to. Because it was the same thing with High School of the Dead. Same, Man- same creators already. read the manga and forget the anime. Manga's I read the synopsis for the anime, and I was like, I'm just going to pass on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the synopsis is enough. Like that other one. It just said, vampires. And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> So in that case, it's time to move on to some fan service. Mm-hmm. We uh, we we went through pretty much all of our fan service in in the show because it was a lot of here check out this thing or read Naruto. Thank you. Uh, so so we we don't really have a lot left. The only one that that I have was the other half of Brad's fan service, which he was contributing to the psychologically disturbing anime that we talked about last week. Yeah, and I mean he's got some good examples. He. He said that uh, School Days was was one that really messed him up. And if anybody <laughs> knows school, the School Days anime, they chose... It's a visual novel that was super messed up, and the end was just the, the worst. They, the, like, the bad, they chose the bad ending, the ultimate bad ending, where the one of the main characters just goes off and kills everyone. But it, the way that they do it in the anime is so dark and and awful like it's a horrible horrible thing to end a really cute love story anime which is what the anime was and school days just messed up everybody like you can go on you can go onto youtube and just search school days ending you'll find out yeah it's it's easily just if you can just type in school days and it will be like i know you want to watch the school days ending (laughs) Yeah, and then the other one that that he said was um, uh, Berserk. Like, see, and that's actually really good because um, cause it touched on a lot of the themes that I talked about last time from uh, from Black Lagoon. But it's in Berserk, and it's really weird. Berserk did a lot of things that were that were really disturbing and really messed up. So I agree with him. I, I kind of am kind of unbelievable. It's kind of unbelievable that I didn't think of saying that. Yeah, um, but I'm still reading the manga for Berserk, and I'm just like, and so into it. Yeah, some other ones that he was talking about was uh, Evangelion, which he watched, you know, when he was younger, <laughs> and, and when yeah. he do that, and he did the same thing with Ikitosen too. He was he was way younger when he watched Ikitosen too. So all the stuff that was just kind of like not ready for this, not ready for my brain to process this, <laughs> you know, that that's kind of what happened. <laughs> my brain doesn't understand. Ah, I can get that. I totally get that. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. So, but I think that was the only other one that we had. Well, did you mention Elfin Lee? And Elfin Lee, yeah, of course. Because, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but he hasn't seen all, all of it, so you know. You should try, dude. Go back to Elfin Lee and finish it. Read the manga. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, it oh, was so good. That'll mess you up. Oh, I love the manga. Oh, it's the one thing that's better than the TV show. Uh, but that's all we have for fan service. The rest was in the episode. We haven't done a sentimental anime in forever. Yeah. So, uh, we're gonna start the Sentimental Anime Trench. I, I, you only listened to the last episode, so you don't have a, the benefit of being prepared for this. I don't think any of us are yeah, prepared now for this. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think I've ever caught a, a, the Sentimental Anime section before. <laughs> None of us are prepared. sporadic on my Wicked Anime listening. So let's, let's find out how, how it works. Alright, so, uh, so tell us what you've learned from this episode of Anime, uh, of Wicked Anime. Actually, this episode of Wicked Anime, I learned... That we're really smart. That's right. And uh, going off of that, from what I've learned on this episode of Wicked Anime, we are really smart, but we also, because we also figured out that you can fit a thousand years into a hundred years. 
Never gonna live that down. No, no probably you give not. me math. I learned that I am not actually a real person, but a figment of Andrew's Im- uh, imagination <laughs> while he's in a coma. Is anything actually going to be about anime and what we learned today? <laughs> no, that's what this whole thing is about. Next. I think Sean has just completely shut himself out. Is he still here? I'm here. <laughs> I just, I, just, I don't know. Just say something about I learned Rangers. a bunch of animes I shouldn't watch. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, um, stop being so overprepared for the show. <laughs> I took, like, notes and stuff again. You guys never do that. <laughs> we do, too. We have, like, text edits everywhere. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That could be your thing that you learned. Yeah, true. They're like footnotes. Trench, did you learn anything from this episode? You guys are horrible bastards and spring shit like this on <laughs> That was actually a life lesson right there. <laughs> he learned that we failed our checkup with him. That's right. That's right. And that's what we learned on this episode of Wicked Anime. Yay. We learned so much. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We never do. We never do. Uh, it's how we got the 64 episodes <laughs> we just keep spouting out nonsense it falls out on the table and and, and it turns into an episode we kind of mold it into it, a sandcastle of an episode yeah it's, it's, it's like not those... whether or not you learned anything it's whether or not you care enough to actually act upon it and change anything right yeah I believe I can answer for everybody emphatically when I say we won't wake, <laughs> wake up Andrew wake up <laughs> so if you guys <laughs> So if you guys want to join our conversation and you want to uh, say, hey, this is what I really hate about anime and this is what's going to make me quit someday when I'm an angry 80-year-old anime watcher, or maybe sooner, who knows, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at nerdyshow.com backslash wickedanime. Uh, where you might be listening to this podcast right now if you're not listening to us at soundcloud.com backslash wicked anime or on iTunes where you can rate and review, please. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> what was that? He was, he was, that was being pleased. I was being polite. Yeah. Dylan? You really buried lead on that, please. <laughs> please. You can also find our videos at uh, at nerdyshow.com backslash wicked animes uh, next to our podcast episodes, uh, where you can also find our ep- our video episodes at youtube.com backslash wicked anime reviews, uh, which is the main hub of our show. New episodes are in production right now. They might take a little while, so please don't get angry with us like and you did last time. Yeah, we'll was... go back to being a dead channel and people. Yeah, be like, like, you guys are alive again. We never died. Yeah, we're all the we're on the internet because we are also on Tumblr, where you can find us at tumblr.wickedanime.wickedanime.tumblr.com. Yeah. You'll you'll find something else if you go to tumblr.wickedanime.com, like nothing, <laughs> which can, might be better in some cases. And you can find us at facebook.com backslash wickedanime, where we give you all of the cool news updates that we find, uh, events that we're going to. Uh, you guys can talk to us there, share your thoughts. Uh, and we have a great time. And somewhere else where we also have a really great time is over on Twitter, where you can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime. At Yo Wicked Anime. Woo! Oh, I think I'm actually following the show on Twitter now. Cool. We <laughs> that would be cool. I think that would help. <laughs> and we can. We're gonna, somebody. Somebody has to see our tweets. It might as well be Sean. That's right. Yeah. 
We're just going to get our scenic responses for everything. Yeah. Well, soon you might see our legs for Golden Week. Yeah. Don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, a picture of a polar bear? (laughs) You have Uh, white hair on your legs? No. (laughs) It's more like werewolf. Yeah. It's more like werewolf. That's probably more. Yeah, that's what I was. We're Eastern European. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So I think that is everything. That is, is that all... everything? Kind of just take I, us I out. Know. Yeah, it spiraled <laughs> down there to the point where I don't even know. We should just end it. Yeah. So uh, thank <laughs> you very much, guys. We will see you next time on the Wicked Anime Podcast. Well, you'll listen to us next time on the Wicked Anime Podcast. We'll see you later somewhere else. Who knows? Yeah, we'll give I, you a high five. Maybe yeah. never. Yeah. <laughs> high five. Did you just high five yourself. Yeah, homeschool high five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so home, so homeschool kids us. don't even get a high five from their parents? <laughs> they they might, but you know, it's like, hey, you finished your homework, good job. You know, good job doing the homework I gave you. Me. Oh, uh, I'm appropriating the homeschool high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you everybody for joining us again. Thank you Trench for putting up with us this episode. It was a blast having you on. We have to do this more often. Yeah, now that he's seen Indeed. behind the curtain, he's never going to listen to us. Ever <laughs> he's like, oh no. Now that he's seen behind the curtain. He's like, it's confirmed. They're terrible. <laughs> he's just like, edit me out, guys. Edit me out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know what happened. I lost my audio track. <laughs> Go on without me. Uh, but seriously, thank you for joining us this episode. It was a blast. It was a good time. Um, and uh, and we are about to sign off the only way you know how and, you know, your favorite. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Hey, Brian. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stop. Jonathan sent me the stuff, and then I listened to the last episode earlier this morning just to refresh myself. Oh, good. That was a good episode, too. <laughs> it was. That was us on point. Yeah. We on point. <laughs> oh, you guys actually listen to the show? Heck yeah. <laughs> occasion. Yeah, man. I make great jokes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I actually meant to listen to last week's episode, and I just didn't get the chance to. I got, like, super busy at work, and then, yeah, that went out the window. <laughs> yeah, it was a. Uh, it was pretty good. We we did we we were we were pretty good. It was it was us on on point. We had our our Wheaties and um, <laughs> still a thing. <laughs> yeah, with um. Jesus, what are you guys from like the nineteen forties? I don't know. It'll probably <laughs> it'll probably be Floyd Mayweather by next we, week. Uh, yeah, we had a nice bowl of Wheaties while we were rolling our hoop down the road. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's a different forties. That's like eighteen forties. <laughs> They probably they had hoops in the forties. They should, I'm sure they did because they're probably the same hoops. Because be all the, the metal was going towards the war, and all they had to play with was wooden hoops. <laughs> Until <laughs> history, <laughs> they're fine lead-based paints. Yeah, <laughs> and asbestos. Mm, that was keeps probably you warm. Thing. Tasty. Uh, you guys can't see it, but I'm facepalming right now. <laughs> we can hear it. That's great radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pantomiming facepalm. I know I was actually facepalming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this.
Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show to find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships you can subscribe to the wicked anime podcast via itunes and soundcloud leave a comment like and share and follow nerdy show and wicked anime on all your favorite social networks for more podcasts articles community forums and other awesomeness visit nerdyshow.com if it's geeky we've got it covered Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.